Welcome back to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our watch club for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. The Empire could have outposts there by now. We don't know if it's safe for him there. He's a Jedi. Welcome back to Watch Club. My name is CTO831, but you can call me Hugs. And this is our Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 6, titled Tribe. If you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series, kind of like a book club, but way better. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and Star Wars in general. So if you haven't watched this week's episode yet, be sure to do so. And then come right back in less than 12 parsecs. Uh, now, before we're kidnapped by a group of Wookiee trafficking droids, let me introduce you to our experimental crew of ragtag troopers. Uh, first up, uh, she's joining our small battalion, and we are so glad to have a true friend and war hero joining us. And her name is CTO118, but you can call her Brushstroke. Thank you so much for such a wonderful introduction. <laughs> yeah, I was I was <laughs> contemplating doing the entire thing in uh, in Wookiee. You know, Could the have done. Language. Could like, have rawr, done. Rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> I love. <laughs> There's a moment where Wrecker tries to do the Wookiee language, and I was like, in this episode, it's so so the wonderful. The perfect person to uh, do but it. But listen, oh, he's he's got it down pat, I'm sure. Uh, but you know, speaking of someone who I th- might know another language, dropping in from the sky, way up. Hi, we have the dokest, dick, the dokest, the dopest, <laughs> dankest dude. I might be have a little bit too much of that. The dopest, dankest dude on Dagobah CT1006, but you can call him Joints. Ahoy hoy. Yay. Ahoy hoy. Is that part of your other language that you speak? Ahoy hoy. Is that how you say hello? I mean, I struggle language? with English, so that's about as <laughs> yeah. much as I can speak. So, <laughs> Would we call it Dars- Darsanese? Is that what we're going to say? Darsanese? Uh, sure. I guess so. I don't know. I, I call language. it incoherent is what I would call it. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the same thing. could be the same thing. Um, listen, right off the bat, batches, I got a batch fact for you. Uh, it's been a while since we've done a batch fact. I introduced it as if it was going to be a thing weekly. And it totally wasn't, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, so batch fact, I actually learned, I actually have two batch facts this episode, but we'll get to the other one later. Okay. Uh, I learned that Wookiees have three different languages, uh, but the most popular dialect that Chewie and the Wookiees in this episode speak is called Shiriwook. Uh, and that is thanks to the subtitles on this episode. Always watch... If you do, if you love really getting into the nitty gritty of this stuff, watch with subtitles because they will surprise you and tell you some stuff where it just says like, you know, speaking in Shiriwook. Um, So I was really happy to see. I was happy to see that. And I was happy that we got a certain Wookiee this week and it was not Chewbacca. No shade to Chewbacca. Obviously, we love him, but uh, it was great to get that uh, that other Wookiee. We'll we'll, we'll talk to him. Talk to him. We'll talk about him. Maybe we'll talk to him. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but before we go off to live with a new tribe, uh, let's get to this plot. This week's episode starts off with our Bad Batch crew completing a mission for Sid by meeting with Axis, a crew of piloting droids to drop off forged chain codes for payment. While Echo preps the ship to leave, Omega discovers a young Wookiee being tased, uh, and she helps him escape his captors. Well, at a standoff with the Axis leader uh, and his gang, they're they're about to fire on Hunter and Wrecker and, and Tech when all of a sudden, 
the Wookiee youngling reaches out his arms and uses the force to pull his lightsaber off of the Axis leader's belt, igniting it. The music starts pumping and they start taking out this gang. Uh, they make it back to the ship and off to hyperspace. On board, we see the Wookiee starts off afraid of the clones, rightfully so. But after some food and some kind words from Omega, she gets him to open up and he tells her that his name is Gunji. <laughs> Omega suggests the crew uh, take him back to his home world, uh, and so they make their way to Kashyyyk. Let's get right into it, because Megan's just popping off over here, the, the name Gunji. What did you think of the return of Gunji, and what did you think of this opening skirmish uh, against the Axis droid gang? Well, let me tell you, I was exploding the moment I saw his little tooth. It was just sticking out of his oh, mouth, yeah. and I was like... <gasps> It's Gunji. Oh my God, it's Gunji. Because <laughs> it makes me very happy to know that he lived through Order 66. One of my biggest questions mm-hmm. after Clone Wars is did those younglings survive Order 66? Specifically, the ones in one of the yeah. episodes where it shows their journey to getting their kyber crystals and building their lightsabers. If, if the one tooth did not reveal it was Gunji, his wooden <laughs> lightsaber handle definitely revealed it it was so cool so epic to watch him fight again and um i i'll be honest right now immediate high rating of this episode the moment he showed up i was like nothing else can take (laughs) this down a peg so (laughs) (laughs) very cool yeah i mean i was stoked to see gunji again this we saw him in the trailers and if you're uh, if you're aware of the wookie jedi lore you know that there aren't very many Jedi out there who are Wookiees. So it was really mm-hmm. cool to see him again, like you said, survive Order 66. And then I want to know how he got to where he was because, yeah. like, like, like Hunter said, it would not be easy to, to stay, you know, under the radar as a, a Jedi, let alone a Wookiee Jedi. That would kind of absolutely throw a lot of alarms off for anyone who sees it. So, I mean, I was stoked to see him back. And again, this little skirmish where they're working together and, and stuff like that, it, it, was, it brought me back to the Clone Wars again. Seeing clones fight next to a Jedi are, is always heartwarming for me because that to me is the best pairing in terms of these war battalions or whatever. So it was really cool. Yeah, when when Gunji uses the Force and the music <laughs> swells, like that is a <laughs> that is a chills, like hype moment for any Star Wars fan. I think it's a great battle moment uh, between the Bad Batch. And like you said, Darcy, like fighting alongside a Jedi again. Um He's gotten much better at being a Jedi than when he was in Clone Wars. <laughs> and uh, and I think that episode of Clone Wars, Megan, that you were mentioning, I think it's one of my favorite episodes mm-hmm. of Clone Wars is, you know, seeing the younglings kind of go through the trials of finding their kyber crystal. Um, I, uh, I will say it was cool to see a, a different uh, type of droid here. Last time we saw these droids, um, you know, we brought up Solo last week, <laughs> bringing up Solo again this week was in Solo with L3. Of course, L3, a much nicer cooler droid uh than these these folks um but it was cool to see them used in a in a different light here um i think you know it 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 they don't always have to be you know smugglers like mm-hmm. l3 they can be kind of used in different different variations and it's cool when star wars does that we were talking about you know in the in the episode of a couple of few weeks ago whenever it was with uh the the racing episode the riot races and Mm -hmm. kind of seeing how droids are used differently uh there for racing so yeah i I thought this opening skirmish was was fantastic against the axis droid gang and 
Dude, Gunji. I'm I'm stoked that Megan that you noticed that Gunji was Gunji immediately because of his little tooth. Like his I didn't tooth. even think about that. And then looking back, I'm like, he's got a little tooth. Yeah. Uh, and that's fantastic that we can we can we can kind of recognize that. Um, so let's keep going here. They land on Kashyyyk only to discover a ton of smoke and deforestation. Hunter asks Gunji to keep his laser sword hidden as it could draw unwanted attention. The jungle is lush but filled with a spider-like species that seem intimidating but won't attack unless provoked. Once they reach a clearing, um, we see that there's an entire Wookiee village that has been destroyed by the Empire. In the distance, they discover Trandoshans in Imperial tanks with a Wookiee hostage. Gunji immediately disregards Hunter's instructions and whips out that laser sword and starts attacking the Trandoshans, freeing the Wookiee hostage while the rest of the Bad Batch take out the other tanks. Then, just as they thought uh, they heard something bigger, a group of Wookiee warriors riding giant eared cat gorilla looking <laughs> creatures find them and uh, bring them back to their village to meet the village elder. Yana. So let's let's get into this here. We see one of the Trandoshans, um, you know, they're like, what do we do with all these, cur- cur- you know, carved rocks? Um, what do you think the Trandoshans were destroying here? And then we got to talk about those giant eared cats at some point. What, do, what, did you, what did you folks think about all this? So, I, I mean, I would assume it's some sort of um, like ritual space. It has something to do with ancient ancestor things you know Mm -hmm. uh, Wookiees are very connected to nature as we see throughout this episode and um, very much connected to their planet Kashyyyk so I'm assuming that those rocks mean a lot to them it's sort of Mm -hmm. like that talisman from um, the Twi'lek city I can't remember the Calicori Calicori thank you where it just sort of looks like a wooden totem and you wouldn't really think anything of it, but it has some sport, sort of spiritual connection to the Twi'lek. Mm. So that's what I feel these rocks are, which is obviously why Gunji reacts the way he does. E- even though he yeah. doesn't really remember the planet because he left when he was a baby, he can feel the connection to this place. Mm-hmm. So um, it was emotional to watch that throughout this episode. And... Also really cool character design wise to see a Trandoshan that doesn't look the exact same as all the other Trandoshans. We have Mm -hmm. a leader who looks a little different and we were talking last week about or two weeks ago about how Sid is a Trandoshan as well, but she looks a little different. Mm -hmm. So um, I really appreciate when they bring in races or what have you that we recognize but alter their design a little bit because not every Mm -hmm. human being looks the same so why Mm -hmm. would they all look the same of a different race so i really appreciate right not every wookie has a little tooth exactly right (laughs) they all they can look different absolutely yeah um but i also wanted to to kind of talk about i think i think those are funeral gravestones that they were destroying um my assumption is that the empire was working with the leader of the Trandoshan gang to wipe out all instances of wookie culture on Kashyyyk um, and probably to strip the planet for its resources, mm-hmm. right? Like they, they're they searching for Jedi, but at the same time, like, I don't know, Trandoshans are just generally, they're, they're, they're the new uh, droid at this point. They're, they're the, you know, the new sort of evil. Um, Cause you'll notice they're not using stun blasts I on those Trandoshans. I literally was going to say that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are blasting those, those Trandoshans out there. Now I have another batch fact. This is the second batch fact that I mentioned earlier. Oh, 
those spider things, I had to look them up because there's at least six different spider type creatures on Kashyyyk alone. <laughs> oh my God. And, and like these ones are called the Kinrath. Uh, and they are they were actually set to appear in an episode of Clone Wars, but it was actually canceled. And there's an animatic that was shown at Star Wars Celebration 2015 of them fighting Wookiees. So I think it's kind of interesting how, you know, we kind of see that shift with the decision with their characters to with with those creatures to eventually help the Wookiees in this episode. But cool. I don't know. I thought that was kind of an intri- interesting mm-hmm. little, uh, yeah, batch fact. Fun little batch fact. Yeah, they reminded me a lot of those spider things in Rebels on the the planet that they decide to make their base on when they sort of become more of a rebellion. They remind me just like a different species of the same. Like an alternate. Yeah. yeah, Or a different breed of the species. Yeah. The the ones in Rebels sort of grew up on this deserted planet. So they became very rock formation looking. But these ones grew up in a forested area so they have a different look and like a a trunk almost on front of their face so yeah it's cool (laughs) interesting i also wanted to say those cat things (gasps) i could not for the life of me figure out what species they were i don't think we've ever seen them before Mm -hmm. they they look like if a cat made love to a ferengi from star trek (laughs) uh if you know what a ferengi is it's that guy with like the really big ears yeah like something like that right um but i did get a bit of a weird feeling seeing like wookies like they're already these fuzzy bears and then they're riding these cats and then it was like it kind of reminded me a little bit of like the feelings i get when i see goofy owning a dog like it's, it's a little strange <laughs> for me but but you know it, it worked that's fine that's fine um i, I yeah. thought they were cool it's, it's neat to see more of the Wookiee culture because when we saw them before they were very much a war a warring race where they were fighting alongside the clone army and now that we're so many years later and they're kind of on the run it's it's cool to see them go back to almost like primitive ways of fighting and, and hiding and, and moving amongst the jungle so that was really neat to see yeah they're they're almost in a way it's we're we're getting to see that culture side that spiritual side a lot more in this episode mm-hmm. and i think we talked about how star wars animation that's one of the things we love about it is that it does it allows us to sort of see that a little bit mm-hmm. more and you're right darcy they they would be in a situation where they'd be able to connect with their uh you know bad pun but like their roots uh more <laughs> right yeah. um and so yeah i think that that totally works and i um i wanted to mention earlier just cuz you called out the wooden uh, hilt for Gunji. Um, elemental, is it called Elemental Nature? Is that what it's called, Darcy? Yes, it's it uh, is. Galaxy's yeah. Edge? Yeah. Yeah, that's totally what that is. Mm-hmm. Like, all those handles are from Kashyyyk, for sure. Did you uh, end up getting one of those ones? That was my first one when I went to Galaxy's yeah. Edge. So I, I, lo- <laughs> I love the na- nature aspect of that whole thing. I definitely would have been more organic in my hilt uh, construction as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I also just wanted to quickly shout out the moment when Hunter is introducing themselves to Yana. I love how you hear him say that they were soldiers uh, for the Empire, and then he takes his helmet off, and it cuts between like his comms voice and his real voice, and he says, but we're not that anymore. Yeah. And I love that it kind of... It sort of just shows like you when you hear a clone, you hear a clone through that helmet. Mm-hmm. Like That's how you normally hear them mm-hmm. when they're about to... you know kill your family or whatever <laughs> um whereas here well i mean you know what they the other clones not these ones um but here he takes his helmet off and you get to hear his voice it's just it's it's awesome when they are able to use audio to emphasize mm-hmm. those feelings mm-hmm. and those themes and the narrative and it's just really really well done 
Really, really mm-hmm. good. Uh, let's keep going here. Yana accepts Gunji into her tribe, but then we see the Trandoshan leader and some of the troopers that have joined them discover lightsaber marks, and they begin to hunt for the young Jedi. Over dinner that night, the Bad Batch learn of a large convoy headed their way. Having fought alongside the Wookiees for years, Hunter decides that they'll stay to help them fight. The Wookiees ask the trees to help them in the oncoming battle, uh, which it kind of does, sorry, which the trees kind of do as the Kinrath uh, that we mentioned earlier aid the Wookiees in their defense. During the battle, Commander Venomore, uh, which I was like, Venomore, like it just has a perfect <laughs> name for an evil Trandoshan, um, chases Gunji into the forest, and they're both followed by Omega. She witnesses Gunji battle him until eventually the Kinrath attack and wrap up Venomore, uh, which Megan was like, not, not feeling comfortable watching, I don't <laughs> think. It's yeah. a terrifying, fate, terrifying fate to have to suffer. Yeah. I think. <laughs> oh my gosh. Absolutely. We talk about some bad deaths in this show. Like, this was a <laughs> rough death uh, for Venomore. Uh, after the battle, Omega and Gunji thank the trees as Yana tells Hunter that one day they'll all find a new path, to which Hunter responds, hopefully, one far away from war. So what did we think of this final battle, and what did we think of these wide, wise words from Yana? I mean, I think it's really cool to see, like, the fact that with Tales of the Jedi, we got to see Ahsoka's roots and how her her tribe or, or, or village was very in touch with nature as well. And now we're seeing another like iteration of that and how Wookiees are also very connected. And then it leads me to believe that maybe all Wookiees in Alta Grudas are like force sensitive, sensitive to some extent, but not quite to the levels of being a Jedi because they are so in tune with nature. That is kind of the core at they're feeling the force within that's living around them and everything and stuff like that. So I think it's really cool that that's the way that it went. And again, going more low tech than what we saw when they were in the clone wars fighting with all these weapons and battalions and stuff like that. It was very much getting back to their roots. It was really neat to see. Again, we said it before, the culture being explored in the animation is always incredible. So that was probably one of my favorite moments was the way that they used the the forest to help fight. It was really cool. Yeah, and I love watching Gunji learn from his people and learn Mm -hmm. how to be this, a part of this tribe and to be the Wookiee that he was born to be maybe not a Jedi, but something different. And, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. watching them, you know, place their hands on the tree and and pray or speak to them however they were doing was, was really moving. And, um, you know, the way it made me cry when Hunter yeah. is said <laughs> that he, you know, they're kids and they can't be kids in this galaxy, but hopefully they grow up in a future mm. with no war. And it touches you in a different way because there's so many ways to relate to a a phrase like that so um this was an incredible episode i loved every single bit of it i also loved that moment when wrecker said i guess the trees really knew what they were doing (laughs) it made me laugh so hard yeah so good so good he just says the best things they can just give all the one-liners to him he just just rocks it um yeah, this was a this was a classic Bad Batch battle at the end here, and I enjoyed the the original. Um, you know, we talked about it earlier, but again, how the Kinrath worked together to defeat the Trandoshans. Again, that connection to nature instead of fearing it like usually you would with a giant spider creature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just really nice that they were able to say no, no, no. Like even things that aren't pretty 
or or beautiful are are still good um and i i think that's a really good message to kind of put across and i um Dude, Gunji, Gunji's Jedi moves is just mm-hmm. dope. The fire circle that he's in at the end, like that was so like very epic. Um yeah. and I was I was just happy that he found his people. Um and you're right, like his new path is with the other Wookiees. It's just a lovely ending that I think leaves more room for more stories with Gunji and this tribe. Um which is really cool because then now you know he's I I, th- I I like to think that he's okay for the rest of his life. He's never gonna get. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna hunt him I, again. I, I no way. Know. Impossible. I don't know. I mean, we saw how many monk- <laughs> Wookies ended up on Kessel, so I don't. Oh no! And that's still in the future of this timeline. So I don't know how no. I feel about his, his odds. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, hopefully the odds are in his favor. Wait, is that a Star Wars thing? It is nope. a Star Wars thing, right? Or is it a Hunger Games thing? <laughs> I'm getting my franchises mixed up. Never tell me the odds. That's what it is. That's, Never tell yeah, there me you go. the odds. There we go. Um, well, listen, let's get to our overall thoughts and final score for this episode, uh, which we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five new found tribes. And uh, Darcy, we're going to have you kick us off. Sure thing. I mean, this is clearly not a, a slump or a, a multi-episode slump because this episode was straight fire, not referencing <laughs> the fire that was taking over Kashyyyk. Oh, but, no. But, no. It was so good. Again, the reappearance of Gunji, the way he works with Bad Batch. We got the humor. We got the culture exploration. Again, just so many cool moments from this one episode alone that had me right back into being excited for this show. Even though there isn't any connection to any future storylines, what have you, it is just really neat getting these character explorations in an animated format. So, again, that made me so happy. So this is a, a right back up to a five out of five newfound tribes for me because, again, this was this is what I want from Bad Badge. Give me character growth, give me cool moments, and give me just that wrecker humor that we all know and love. <laughs> I completely agree with literally every sentiment, Darcy. I think <laughs> the moment I saw Gunji, like I said before, it was over. Immediate high scorer. <laughs> I couldn't have altered anything. Um, this is the exact side mission adventure of the week we're looking mm-hmm. for. This is what I want. It doesn't need to show us the future of the Bad Batch. It doesn't need to push forward any sort of like lore, but to give us character exploration and dive deeper into characters we already know and love and introduce a couple new ones is exactly what we want out of these one-off episodes. So, like I said, I'm going to give this an absolute 5 out of 5. If I could, I'd give it a 10 out of 5 newfound tribes. (laughs) Yeah, anytime anything makes me cry, I'm like, well, there's no reason to give it anything less than perfect. Um, So I completely hear you on that. I think this week's episode... It it definitely side mission, but like you're saying, like it's the way that they still found creative ways to go about doing this one as opposed to, you know, the the previous episode. I think they they it the, the way they were drawing a parallel between Omega and Gunji yeah. and the clones of just sort of like, Hey, your home was destroyed, our home was destroyed as well, and that's why we have to help you. Um, and they understand what it's like to be on the run and to not feel like they have a family. And it was just really, really lovely. Um, I think, you know, it, it's uh, sorry, I'm, I'm getting choked up, apparently. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's just like the idea of a Wookiee Jedi is always dope. And I hope we see more species explored in that way in the future of Star Wars. We talked about how droids are being used differently. I want to see them 
go crazy with it. You know what I mean? Give me a good trend ocean at some point. Like, let's see that happen. Um, I think would be great. I know they exist. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I think the, the other thing I wanted to call out was the lighting in this episode, uh, and the animation was particularly stellar in the forest. I think mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot of the second last episode of season one. Um, they just know how to like this show. That, that dappling so effect well. as they walk underneath yeah. trees, you can really feel so the good. canopy above them. It's so good. It's so good. It gives us such a good space, a uh, sense of space and presence mm-hmm. with the characters. Um, and yeah, I think you know what you batches did it again for yeah! me. I was, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm not. Don't get. Don't get too excited. I was at a three five for this one, uh, and you you bumped me right up to a four. So I absolutely. You cold-hearted man. I'm, listen, listen. <laughs> Gunji, Gunji. I know Gunji is. <laughs> some people love Gunji. I get it. Um, I'm still gonna. I'm gonna stay strong. Uh, out of four, out of five, new found tribes. <laughs> that is it for this week's episode of Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts or your predictions on the shows we cover in Watch Club, well, listen, you don't have to get abducted by droids and then rescued by clones only to end up in a tribe that isn't your own but still accepts you. Instead, Megan, can you let the batches know where they can reach us by hollow message? They can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at GeekcentricYT or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. I was not expecting Omegan uh, to join us. That's amazing. Omegan. Omegan. (laughs) So good. It's perfect. How is this the Uh, first time we've thought of that? (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea. It just it came to me. You know what I mean? Jeez. Get me on the writing staff. Uh, keep in mind, we have a ton of other episodes covering the latest in movies and TV shows. And re- we got some reviews out right now. Uh, we got some interviews out now. I think if you're a fan of this show, you probably would enjoy our interview with the Bad Batch themselves. I sat down with D. Bradley Baker. Uh, and Justin sat down with series writer Jennifer Corbett and supervising director Brad Rao. You can check that out on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Uh, click the bell. Click on all the things. Leave us a wonderful review if you don't mind. We'd love to know what you think of these Watch Club episodes. And uh, and write in. Let us know, you know, kind of what you're feeling about this season so far. Uh, we're almost at the halfway point, I think, next week we're kind of at the halfway point ish mm-hmm. um so i am super stoked to continue talking about this show it's 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 get it's working for me it's working for me better than season one i think so far mm-hmm. uh but listen darcy megan thank you so much for joining me for this watch club and as we say good, good soldiers, soldiers follow orders, orders. <laughs> was that a chewbacca <laughs> <laughs>